Welcome to the Our San Gabriel Valley podcast. This podcast is for anyone who has a growth mindset, is passionate about self-development, and is interested in building wealth through real estate while enjoying a balanced life of work and play. It's no longer just about the destination and grinding through. You can travel. You can treat yourself often. You can spend quality time with friends and family while enjoying the occasional avocado toast. Everything is possible when you plan for it and allow life to give you what you deserve. My name is Sebastian. And my name is Salud. We look forward to sharing our journey as a married couple and business partners in the hopes of giving you unique industry insights, home buying, investing, and selling tips, and highlighting our favorite spots and things to do in our community of San Gabriel Valley. Hey everyone, Sebastian here again from Keller Williams Realty and our San Gabriel Valley. Today, I want to talk to you about a topic that not a lot of people talk about. I think I talk a lot about it on social media, but not a lot of people are talking about this out there. And this is the topic of saving money. So Salud went on Instagram and she posted a question to all her followers and she asked, what is of interest to you guys? What do you guys want to hear about? And a lot of people posted three or four different topics, and one of them was hacks about saving money to purchase a house. And so can you help us with some easy ways for us to start thinking about saving money? How can we save money for a down payment and closing cost on the purchase of our new home? We are going to talk about the mindset that is behind saving money and also actual tips and actual things that you can put into action today to help you save money for that. This also can be for any big purchase. It can be for saving for a down payment to buy a house. It can be for traveling. Or maybe you want to buy your next car. Maybe you want to save money to buy a 20, 30, 40, $50,000 car. Whether that's a good idea or not is not up to me. I think that's more up to you. But the question is, how do you save money for all of these things that you want to do? So that's what we want to talk to you about today. So this episode is how to save money, life hacks that you can do throughout the day, the week, the month, the year, so that you can end up saving money for whatever it is that you want to buy. Life is difficult. Between the pandemic, politic talk, staying fit, not going crazy, a lot of things happening in our world right now. So I understand that all of this is fairly difficult to manage. And uh, so now on top of that, you're telling me I have to maybe change my way of life, my my way of living to save money for that? And the answer is yes. You are going to have to change a couple of habits that you are using right now. Allow me to make it a little bit easier to think about, easier to digest. And let me give you several steps that you can put into action today to make that happen. Before we start, I have a question for you. How do you eat an elephant? The answer is one bite at a time. I know that if you look at the elephant and you make it an analogy for life or that obstacle that you're going through, that big ticket item that you want to purchase, in this case is a home, then if you look at that elephant and you attempt to eat that elephant all at once, it's going to be extremely difficult for you to do so. Impossible even. But if you chunk that elephant up into pieces and you eat that elephant one piece at a time, it may take you longer, it may be more effort than you wanted to put in, but eventually 
you will eat that elephant. And that's the message of today. I think we want to think of uh, we want to think of those big goals that you're wanting, and you want to make sure that you're in the right mindset to tackle those. Do it a little bit at a time, and you will be successful. When it comes to buying a house, I hate to break it down to you, but here in San Gabriel Valley, most homes, most single-family houses are anywhere between five and seven hundred thousand dollars. Let's take the lower number at five hundred thousand. A five hundred thousand dollar home is going to be very difficult to find, but let's just say that you found that house for five hundred thousand dollars. The down payment on that house is going to be anywhere between three to five percent of that purchase price. And so, if that down payment is five percent on five hundred thousand, your down payment is going to be twenty five thousand dollars, and closing cost is going to be a little over ten thousand dollars. So altogether, your new goal is going to be twenty-five plus ten, thirty-five thousand dollars for that down payment and closing cost for that house. Now that we have that number in mind, that's going to be thirty-five thousand dollars you need to save. Now you need to set a timeline for that number. Before you do that timeline, let me ask you three questions. Number one is the assessment. You want to do an assessment of where you are today. How much money do you have saved? How much money are you making per month and annually? How much uh, do you have in savings or investings or a 401k? All of these numbers are going to help you assess if you are indeed ready to purchase a house. At the very least, it's going to create clarity so that you know exactly where you are now and how to plan to move forward and reach your goal. Question number two is going to be the goal. We already know the goal is thirty-five thousand dollars saved in cash, and now we have to add a timeline to that. If you say I want to have $35,000 indefinitely and I don't know by when, then it's going to take you 10, 15, 20 years to do so. But in this case, if you want to buy a house in the next 6, 12, 18 months, then you're going to do exactly that. So where are you today? If I have $5,000 in my bank account and I need another $30,000 to save to buy a house, then I'm going to say, uh, what is a realistic time frame for me to do so? Maybe that's 24 months, which is two years. So if I have to save $30,000 in 24 months and simply do the math, $30,000 divided by 24, and that should give you the number. Let's just make numbers easy and let's just say that the number was 24,000 divided by 24 months, then you need to save $1,000 a month for you to be able to reach your goal. It's very easy to move ahead and get closer to your goal when you know specifically the timing and the number that you need to reach. The third question you need to ask yourself is, how will I get there? So what is the plan? And this is where the tips come in. Hey, San Gabriel Valley. We're briefly interrupting this episode to let you know about our local business of the week because you know we love supporting and shouting out our small local businesses. They need our support now more than ever. And this week we want to tell you about Etnico Mexican Boho. Etnico carries traditional handcrafted items and accessories with a bohemian twist. When you place an order from Etnico, you are supporting indigenous artists as these products are made in Mexico with lots of love for you to enjoy. Check them out at Etnico, spelled E-T-N-Y-K-O on Instagram, and I will be sure to leave a link for you in the show notes as well. 
Now let's get back to the episode. So number one, there's a book out there called The Automatic Millionaire. I suggest you go out there and buy it or go on Audible. Maybe you can get it to listen to it. But this book is great because it talks a lot about retirement accounts, financial uh, knowledge, and also saving for something like buying a house. Uh, you want to think like the big companies. So think about the companies like AT&T, 24-Hour Fitness, companies that uh, when you sign up with them, they put you on an automatic plan so that the fees you have to pay them are deducted every month. And that's the way the big companies work and that's why they're profitable. So if you think in the same way that these companies are thinking, then you are going to make it automatic also. So let's say that you are earning $5,000 a month in your current job. Whenever that payment hits your bank account, you're going to set aside a separate bank account so that automatically 5 or 10 or 15 or 20 percent of your monthly income is gonna go towards that account I would suggest you go to the bank in the next couple of days and set up an account and you name it future home that way this becomes a motivational account for you and the money is gonna go there is gonna feel good uh, every time you get paid you put 10 percent of your income into that account whatever the math was to get you there is going to feel great once you have that money sitting there for you to use it for something that you really want. Next tip is going to be for you to go to your bank, go online, open up your accounts and start paying attention to where your money is going to. There's a lot of subscription type uh, businesses out there. Think of companies like Netflix, Hulu, Sling, 24-Hour Fitness, etc. So all of these companies are subscription based and a lot of the times we as consumers we don't even know where our money is going to. We don't know how many subscriptions we have and we don't know that we're essentially wasting money by doing so. For example, I belong to three gyms right now. I know is a complete waste of money, but uh, for whatever reason, I'm not going to discuss right now. I also have Hulu. We're using Netflix and uh, we have Sling. Sling, I barely ever use it. So that's, again, a complete waste of money. So if I go and uh, I do an assessment of everything that I'm subscribed to, whether it's apps on my phone, uh, websites, or maybe different gyms, or in this case, maybe TV viewing companies that I don't even use. So make sure you're going on there, pay attention to whatever you have on there, and any apps specifically that you subscribe to, maybe you subscribe to that uh, once in the past, and now you're being charged every month and every year that goes by. So make sure you cancel those, and that's gonna be a big source of savings for you. The next tip is going to be your latte factor. Just like a coffee, there's a book out there I read when I was in college decades ago, and this is called The Latte Factor. So the premise of the book is that every person out there has that one thing that you're spending money on on a consistent basis, and that's why he called it a latte factor because a lot of people go to Pete's, Starbucks, and whatever other X name uh, coffee shop, and they're spending 5 to $7 every day on that coffee. And so what he's saying is if you think of that and you do the math, $5 times 5 days a week is $25 a week times four is going to be $100 a month. That money could be going to a savings account or an investment account 
that could be making you money as opposed to taking money away from your pocket, away from your wallet. You can easily buy great coffee that you can make at home for an, for an average of about a dollar a day, not five or seven dollars. So pay attention to what your latte factor is. When you look at your bank accounts and you look at all of your expenditures, you're going to see that you're spending more money on some things, less money on others. For example, maybe I don't buy coffee every day for myself out at Starbucks, but I do buy uh, a lot of shoes and I buy a lot of electronics. Electronics tend to be anywhere between $50, $100, $200, and $500, and even more. Computers at Apple tend to be between $800 and $1,500. So maybe, maybe you're spending a lot on tennis shoes maybe on electronics, maybe on trips or on food out. So once you do an assessment of all your bank accounts, you'll start seeing what your latte factor is. Identifying the latte factor is going to be your first step and then minimizing what you spend on that latte factor is going to be your second step. The last tip I want to discuss with you guys is the concept of delayed gratification. We are a society of consumers that want things now. You want things yesterday, you want things fast, and you want them now, and you don't care how much you're spending on them. So something I used to do back in the day when I was in college even, and this is when I had a lot less money, I used to go to the mall, and I used to leave my wallet in the car. Sometimes I'll even leave my wallet at home, and I used to go window shopping at the mall. Whenever I used to see something I really like, I'll put it aside and I'll take a mental note. I'll go back to my car, maybe even go back home. If in a couple of days or next weekend when I came to the mall, if the item was still there, number one, and if I still really wanted the item, now this was the second time that I saw it and uh, potentially I had a week to think about whether I wanted the item or not. If I still wanted the item the second or third time, then I'll go ahead and buy it. A lot of the times the item was still there, but I didn't like it enough anymore. And so it made it very easy for me not to buy it. A lot of the times we're buying things on impulse, but because the store makes it look nice, maybe there's specials uh, and discounts uh, advertised at the store, and that's going to make us really want the item. So delayed gratification is something that's going to help you out a lot. And the more you practice this, the more you treat it like a muscle and you exercise that muscle, the better you're going to be at it and the less you're going to and the less you're going to want to spend on impulse. So the message is leave your wallet in the car, think about what you want to buy, and only buy it if you need it and want it afterwards. I hope you learned something from this today. I hope that you gather some tips and ideas about how to save money. And just know that you have to prioritize your life and you have to prioritize what you buy and you have to give money importance. I'm not saying you have to put money on a pedestal because that's also not healthy for you, but you have to build a different relationship with money and you have to feel proud of wanting to save money. It's about investing that money, respecting the money, and building a legacy for yourself. The only way you do that is by saving money, investing money, and building a legacy and buying real estate, opening up a company, or uh, investing in stocks. So if you have any questions about this podcast or anything I mentioned so far, please send me a message. Share this podcast with whoever you think needs to listen to something like this, and I'll see you in the next one. 
Thank you for spending this time with us listening to the Our San Gabriel Valley podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please subscribe, share it, and leave us a review. You can also find us at OurSanGabrielValley.com, on Instagram at OurSanGabrielValley, and of course on Facebook. Bye, guys.